Hello everyone, and welcome to show Crossroads Stories, and we are your hosts. I'm Demonic Freak. And I am Rosemary. And this is the show where we talk about everything roleplay and weird. Join us on our odd shenanigans as we explore various topics and VRP, but mostly voice roleplay. We apologize first, right out of the gate here. We apologize we didn't do a episode last week. Um, we were actually... Uh, Kind of a long story short, we our schedules kind of got screwed up a little bit, and we kind of needed a break, so that's kind of what we did. So, heavily apologize for that. Um, if there's, in the future, any time where we need to do a unexpected break, do not worry. We will be back the next week with another episode, just so you know. You know, just so that um, this sort of uh, thing doesn't happen again. Or you guys wonder if we dropped off the face of the earth. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, we, we aren't. It's just a lot of real life stuff happens behind the scenes. And sh- and you know what? Schedules get really messy. <laughs> like, trying to juggle two jobs, as an example. Yep. Or, in our case, being overworked with how much stuff that we're currently working on, you know? <laughs> Alright. And... Uh, as for news, uh, there is nothing new to report. Of course, if you were wanting to check us out on Patreon, don't be afraid to do that. Yep, and then as for, as Mary said, for news, we don't really have much for news. But we want to introduce uh, today's topic is going to be how to make a good character. So we will start right on that very quickly here. So, let's get right into that topic here. Alright, so, how do you make a good character? To be honest, it kind of depends, and it varies with every single artist or person and different preferences. So, there really isn't a good way or there isn't really like the best way you know this is how you should do it to make a good character it kind of just depends on the person and everybody obviously has some different tastes some people would say oh this is a good character other people would say oh this one's a bad character you know but i think universally everybody just doesn't like how edward cullen was written Good lord. I've seen the videos with all of the uh, sticky notes in it in the book, and I'm just like, oh boy. <laughs> but on that topic of hand, too, this is, a, this is kind of an important topic for us, too, because as, ro- as, voice, as voice role players ourselves, we kind of need to know how to do this ourselves as well, too. And it's not even just for role plays itself, it's also for, like, if you want to expand on said character and make a story. Because if your character's not, if your character's uninteresting and stuff like that, then no one's going to want to read the story, right? So. Exactly. Basically, it kind of depends on how you want to use a character. Is it going to be for role play? Is it going to be for a comic, a story, a series, you know, animation, anything, you know? Depends on whatever media. I mean, everybody, if you're doing it for yourself, then yeah, eh, eh, you do what you want to do. But, you know, if you're doing it for other people to, you know, consumers to view and watch or read or whatever, then that's a totally different subject. <laughs> it's also to, and also is a, is also a guiding stepping stone from our previous video as well, too, because let's face it, 
all the all the all of our babies out there with new characters <laughs> gotta make sure that your character is likable for your roleplay partner as well exactly but at the same time don't you know cater your character to everybody trust me otherwise you're gonna go mad doing so yeah no don't don't ruin don't ruin your character if there was no good reason to do so but let's jump right in here so going into visualizing your character how to actually start making your character let's talk about that real quick so as for first i think the first one we should touch base on is a species and or race what do you think? I think so, yeah, because honestly, it's a it's a great like starting point as to how your what your character is gonna be like, what what they're gonna look like, you know, so, that sort of thing. Because with species of race, like it doesn't have to be. It's kind of like it's kind of like the character creator that you see in most in most places nowadays. Like, are they generic like human, or are they a dragon, or are they are they this, are they that, you know? Are they an elf? Are they like some sort of gremlin, you know, stuff like that. It kind of depends with each person, or uh, each, you know, thing that you create. You basically, you just want to go with whatever you want to do. Like in my case, I normally do uh, monsters or creatures, for example. <laughs> you can definitely tell that I am into the monsters and inhuman entities myself, as for some reason I just find them more interesting, but never hurts to have a human character from time to time. Yeah, and I'm pretty much known for doing the whole, what is it, uh, Beauty and the Beast kind of shipping, so to speak, or storytelling, where you have a creature or a monster, either a guy or girl, winds up pairing with a guy or girl, you know, that is human. <laughs> yeah, that's actually where we're actually going to talk about the next step, which is what gender are they? Are they female, male? Are they non-binary? or Trans, you know, whichever. I mean... It kind of depends on you what you want to do, and to be honest, all of them are good examples. And it's also a great stepping stone as well, too, as to, for a later on, for a topic we're going to talk about later, which is their backstory, which is, and because their sexuality is also part of it, too. That way you can make it perfectly clear what role plays you are comfortable or not comfortable with, etc. Exactly. Like, for example, if you have a character that's ace, and somebody wants to get into some sort of sexual relationship, that is not okay. <laughs> and especially if it makes you uncomfortable as well, and to put yourself in the character's shoes, and you know that's something that they will never do, this would also be another example of of someone trying to force you to change their change your character for a bad reason. And we'll get into that. We're kind of getting off topic here. Yeah, but we are. Going back into... Um, when you actually design your character, you gotta have like a general understanding as to what you want to do for the character itself. Like, like um, do they have horns? Do they have wings? Do they have a tail? What, you know. What kind of hairstyle do they have? Exactly. <laughs> Are they blue? You know. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of color? What kind of color theme are you go? Are you thinking of going with? You know. Exactly, because there are also color themes that you could go for as well, like. Um, and actually, that's where I love using the whole color boards or like those mood boards. Those things are interesting. Yeah, because they can kind of get a great place, a great stepping stone into color without just grabbing a bunch of random colors and hope that it works. 
as well as for color theory and whatnot. Oh boy. <laughs> like when you're trying to make a dish in Breath of the Wild and then you end up with dubious food. <laughs> exactly. That's a good analogy. <laughs> Ah, uh, yes, the blurred image. <laughs> because for some reason it's too horrible to witness. <laughs> anyway, another thing you got to think about is abilities or powers that the character has itself. Are they an elemental? You know, can they wield magic in an arcane way? You know, certain Do things like super? that. Do they have super strength, you know, or can they run really fast? Are they the Flash? <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. I am sped. <laughs> I am sped. <laughs> you know, interesting things like that. You need to always think about this kind of stuff. Um, do they have any strengths? You know, like, what are they good at? Like, uh, i.e. example, Clyde is a blacksmith. There you go. That's one of his strengths. Uh, weaknesses. You know, always think about character weaknesses. Like... A character could be afraid of the dark, or they're weak to fire, or they have a severe allergy to grass, you know? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Or like, um, i.e. example, with discovering themselves and their sexuality, with, uh, example is Aria. You know, she's unsure of herself. She's not sure where she's going, you know? Stuff like that. I mean, it also ties into your character's backstory as well. You need to add some spice into all this. And it's a, and backstories actually can be part of the visual of your character as well too. Whether they have battle scars or if they have tattoos or memories like on their body, you yep. know, markings. Whether they're part of a tribe or something like that. Exactly. So you want to think about all these other details and whatnot, like like. Mirror said with their backstory, scars, their fears, likes, dislikes, you know, whole bunch of stuff. I mean, there's a lot to unpack when you're actually creating a character itself, to be honest. It's a, it's a stepping stone to what the character is going to be like when you start to write them into a story or, make, or act them out in a roleplay setting. Exactly. And things can always vary. I mean, it's like when you create a character for the first time, it's like, you know, you gotta really flush out the design and, you know, the description of the character itself. And as you go along, the kind of er, the character just kind of, uh, you know, creates itself after a bit, you know? And any adding thoughts to that? I don't have any adding thoughts, but I think okay. this is where we actually start getting into the fun part, which is get it, is putting your visual from you of your character from your brain onto a piece of paper. Yeah, exactly. So you take that list of what you want to do, and you actually finally put it to visual. So now, let's get into creating your character, for example. Um, <laughs> now, first of all, what you want to think about is, are you going to make the character yourself, or are you actually going to commission the character? Because those are two different animals altogether. <laughs> Although, for those of you who can't draw out there, do not fret. There are lots of great people you can commission out there. Oh yeah, and I can name a few right now, right out of the gate. Just make sure that just make sure that you use your power of writing to make it even better. You know. Yeah, trust me, because if you're going to actually commission someone to draw your character for the very first time, you need to have a good understanding of how you want this character to be drawn, as well as a very good description. That way, the artist has something to go off of. And maybe also have a color palette, you know, 
that's where the whole like having a mood board also helps yeah like if you even if you can't draw it doesn't it doesn't take much to find a few co certain colors that you like the most that you think would suit your character exactly and if you do go along the route of commissioning um, I'd say save up some money first because yes when you do this sort of thing and you ask for like hey can you design my character as a reference sheet and yes I will stress this have a reference sheet trust me if you're gonna continue to get art of that character oh boy that is gonna come in handy so fast <laughs> and if you're not an artist it is the first time commissioning an artist is going to be the hardest time but if you communicate well enough with the artist you should be able to get what you're looking for and also yes can i stress that enough pay your artists <laughs> please yeah. thank you don't be the kind of dick that's just like, you know, hey, send me the art first and then I'll pay you. That's not how that works. Actually, most artists are going to tell you to hit the road because a lot of them will either have you pay a sum up front or pay half after um, doing the sketch of it and then, yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically, now the other thing that you have to worry about for sure is not just commissioning. If you decide to actually draw the character yourself, then there's quite a few things you have to worry about then is like, what are you gonna use? What is the medium? Are you going to do it digitally or traditionally? You know, you gotta figure out a lot of these things and there's a lot of uh, pros and cons to actually drawing the character yourself versus commissioning or vice versa. It kind of depends and it also depends on the person. That's why we can't really, uh explain that one too much because everyone's preferences and thoughts on the subject is completely different versus ours <laughs> now i will say this like for drawing your own character you can you can definitely draw your own reference sheet as well but also put this into perspective as well too if you're drawing the character yourself you can actually do concept work of your character like drawing them in different poses drawing them in action you know how do they how do they use a sword for example or cast magic, you know? Or how do, you know, different um, moods or different facial expressions as well. But as for getting into the different mediums now, digital versus traditional, oh boy. <laughs> now this is where we're kind of split because I prefer digital, whereas Mary here prefers traditional, so. <laughs> And there, and there are pros and cons to both. Like, for example, I, as a traditional artist, will say this right now, right out of the gate, traditional art is better for concept work, not so much a reference sheet. No. If you reference wanna... sheet is better in digital. Exactly. If you want to do a reference sheet, trust me, it's a lot easier and better to do it in uh, digital because you can actually, like, say, for example, I use Paint Tool Sci a lot from whenever I make my characters and it's very easy to do anatomy sketches in there because versus traditional you have to erase if something like the head's too big or the arm is too short versus in digital all you got to do is just you know use the line tool and then scale it to the, size because reference sheet it needs to be clear and concise for whether you're commissioning an artist or even like showing it to the person you're trying to role play with they want to know they want to you want to make sure that they can actually see your character in full view Whereas if you use traditional medium media, you can definitely you can you can make do with quick sketches to outline like their different poses and stuff and how they interact with the environment around them. Exactly. 
there's, you know, unlimited things you can do for a reference sheet versus actually doing digital or traditional. Either way, both of them are very good, you know, mediums. I mean, hell, I've seen people do traditional reference sheets and they actually look really bomb. <laughs> yeah, so basically, so this is our kind of disclaimer, no tea, no shame for anyone who prefers doing reference sheets in traditional art. It can be done. Yep. Just be careful with it. It doesn't matter. Basically, you can, depends on what you're comfortable with, go with that. Yeah, because that's how you'll be the most successful. Exactly. Now here's the next part is where people may or may not agree or disagree with us on this, but we strongly advise this. At least it's been the most uh, helpful thing for us, at least when we create characters, is you need a visual and a written description. I'm serious. Trust me, you need it. What I mean by that is that you have a reference sheet that you designed or somebody else designed for you. So you have that now. Now what do you do? You write the bio, <laughs> which means you write everything about the character. Like what is their backstory? What's, you know, their height, their weight, uh, eye color. Make sure you put everything there because especially if you want to actually go ahead and copyright the character itself, you need a visual description as well as a written description. I cannot stress this enough. You also need the written description for first-time commissioners if you don't if you don't draw. Exactly. Because it's like well, because if you because if you start to get stingy with your commissioner because they can't see your vision, well, if they don't know what eye color or hair color or skin color you're going with, then it makes it's a, it makes it a lot harder. Exactly. And kind of the same thing goes if you're somebody who just uh, draws. Um, you know, black and white or something like that, and you want your character to be drawn in full color, uh, you need to have a color palette, dude. <laughs> like, holy crap. <laughs> Cannot stress that one enough at all. But for the most part, it's like when, like, it, even if you can't draw, there's no reason everybody can write what their character, what they're vi seeing in their vision, so to speak. There's no reason not to. And another important fact as to why you need a written description as well too, it gets other people to it gets other people to understand the backstory of the character so of your character so there's no confusion. They, they kind of understand what they're getting into when they roleplay with said character, that sort of thing. Exactly. But if you have all that done, like say you have your reference sheet and you have your bio and everything for the character and seems pretty concise everything seems good and you think you're finished quotations that I'm gonna tell you right now out of the gate just because you finished doesn't mean it's finished there's no such thing it doesn't exist you will always make changes to your character at this point in time when you have those two things you just gonna settle you're good you know you're good for the time being but you will always do revisions or changes to the character. Trust me, I've gone through so many. But that's also because your taste changes, you get older, and, you know, you may like Twilight when you're in middle school, but then when you get to be, like, about 30 or so, you might change your tune to possibly liking Blade or something. You know, stuff like that. And, and, not to, and don't be afraid of making changes either, because... When you get more experience in writing and telling and storytelling and stuff, you'll find more helpful tips for your characters along the way. 
that will make them better characters later. So (laughs) it'll get easier as well as you go along and you get better at doing this sort of thing. But anyways, aside from this, uh, this is actually where we will take our break for a little bit here. So, so far, Mary, what are your thoughts on the topic so far? I think we, I think we got a good handle on this so far. And yes, we are actually starting to take breaks on time because, oh man, trying to talk for a full hour is like, holy crap, we do need a break in between. Yeah, because especially for me, I get dry mouth real fast. <laughs> so I need something to drink because holy fuck. <laughs> yeah. As for my thoughts on this, I think it's, you know, pretty good because, I mean, think about it. I mean, if you're talking about revisions for characters and stuff like that, how many times have I revised my characters? Like, yeah, example, four or five times, I think, I've gone through with Clyde. <laughs> like, he's had like, so many revisions. Like, most most of my characters have relatively stayed somewhat the same, but that doesn't mean there haven't been changes to said characters. Yeah, I mean, you can change your character in, like, writing, as well if it's not physical. Like, I've changed changed Rose's abilities for however many times, which, by the way, I'm not gonna get into that, because that is a false lies thing, and also the Worms Cage thing. Yep, exactly, and if you want to read that stuff, that would be in, you know, (laughs) our patrons, so. (laughs) But also, I think, let's say for Aria, I think hers was, like, three or four times I revised her... But anyways, but yeah, we'll take our break now, so this would be a good time to go and get some food, get a drink, take a break, you know, or just in general, pause the podcast. So we will see you back here in a little bit. And we are back from our break. So let's just jump right into going into this topic again. So we just finished up with uh, creating your character. Now, after everything's said and done, you have your character and you're finished and you have the bio and everything. Now, what do you do? Well, depending upon you going into either doing role play or you're going to do a comic or animation or story or whatever, it kind of depends on you. Now, let's talk about character building do's and don'ts, though. You want to start it off, Miri? All right. um, Okay, so first we're going to get into the do's of the situation. And I'm going to stress this again for, well, probably in a little bit, but when you're creating your character, use references. Like, it's like, obviously, obviously creating a character from scratch is really difficult. And you know what? Referencing can be anything. It can be like... For example, you love the forest a lot and you really like this certain type of mushroom, for example, so you want to make a character out of that. Or, you know, you like different shows and animes, like which ones did you like the most, you know? You take little pieces from here and there, like it's like, oh, I like this great story, it's really cool. And also there's an interrupting dog, oh my god. Interrupting doggo. (laughs) Also interrupting me cracking my knuckles because, oh my god, I'm stiff. I'm going to give it a second for the dog to stop barking. Uh, Oh, Thor. Welcome to the podcast. (laughs) But basically, the bigger... Oh my god, Thor. (laughs) I'll be right back. (laughs) Doggo. (laughs) Thor, we love you. Thor, man. 
Hey. He's sassy today, apparently. <laughs> no. Hey. <laughs> He's so sassy today. That is a boof. That is the boof of all boofs. Okay, where was I? <laughs> that was the boof of all boofs. <laughs> you want to, when you're creating a character, you want, you want a visual library. You want as many different references, different ideas. You'll get tons of ideas from everything you watch, everything you read, everything you interact with, really. Exactly. To be honest, when you do referencing, the more references you have, the better, because then you're not just taking from one single source, which is not ideal, trust me. Uh, but that kind of goes into the don'ts, but we'll get back to that in a moment. But what you want to do is, it's okay to be inspired, but you do it without actually copying, if that makes any sense. Because copying is not okay. Inspired or being inspired is okay. Because you can be inspired from somebody else's, uh, you know, creation, so to speak, and make your own thing so that it's not recognizable. But don't, like, be like, oh man, I wish this was my character. And you wind up making, essentially, that's effectively a, a you know, a cop-out or... A, you know, I'm essentially copying that person's character. <laughs> a good example of this is like if you like it, it's like you like you like this character's tunic or sword, for example. So you make it, so you make your character have a tunic, or you may have them use a sword instead of saying, "Oh, I'm taking the hero of time and making it my character." <laughs> the Lord <laughs> from Legend of Zelda, you know. Yeah, it's kind of like you know, and just. <laughs> This is lightly touching on this because most of what we're going to get into is in the don'ts. <laughs> but I guess the next thing is, yeah, be creative. You want to, you know, be a little witty with how you do this, you know? Yeah, spice up the, that meat and potatoes. Yeah, you have to have kind of a little bit of a knack, so to speak, for it. But at the same time, it's kind of like a muscle. The more you use it, the easier it is for you, you know? And it's not even just about the character design either. This could fall into the backstory to make the to make a generic backstory more interesting. Exactly. I mean, you can take like a generic um, sort of concept and make it into something spectacular. I mean, that's actually possible. Like, for example, if you have like the parents. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> I think he's gonna bark for the most part. <laughs> <laughs> he's just gonna keep barking. Yeah, he, he is. He's barking a retort. He, he actually hears a sound, so I can't really get him to stop because he hears a really strange noise that's making him scared. Yeah, poor poof. I think another thing is that no matter what, when you're creating a character or a story or a piece of art, no matter what, you're always gonna come into criticism. 
And there's always a difference between critique and criticism, but that would go way off topic. Critique is okay. Critique is like when people are genuinely gonna give you um, advice or any sort of help, so to speak. These are, critique comes from people that actually genuinely wanna help you. But criticism, oh lord. That comes from people who are just wanna criticize you just for the fact of just being critical. And critique is what you want to hear, what you basically wanna see. It's from people that actually want to help you. But versus criticism is not as ideal. This comes from people who basically just want to bash on you just to bash on you. What you want to do is you want to listen to the critique, you know, and of course you don't have to listen to it, but you take it with a grain of salt, you know. But the criticism, don't care about it. You don't want to, you know, don't be bothered by it. That's main thing is that if you want to create something, create it. Don't be afraid to create. And also for critique, it's like some critique will hurt as well. Like it, it will hurt at the time. Like no one's perfect. Just remember to take it with a grain of salt and think, okay, if they if their advice is generally like trying to be helpful, then yeah. I, yeah, because I've seen so many cases where it's like, uh, where people have like this very simple character and people actually give them some good critiques to you know improve the character because there's like what just a like for example a pink dragon on DeviantArt people are just like okay well you can spice this up a little bit you know otherwise you know this is pretty generic you're gonna get offended if somebody else makes a pink dragon you know there's plenty of things that you can do and that's probably where we're getting into the part where the next part, which is when you're character building, do what makes sense for the world that your character is in. Exactly. And to some degree, use realism. It kind of is a guide. You don't have to be realistic. Just use it as a guide. Like, for example, as an example of something that isn't realistic, if you're trying to make like a sci-fi type story or something, generally, what do you think of when you think of sci-fi? You think of spaceships, you think of aliens, you think of other worlds out out in the sp out in space, you know. So space travel would be something that would that your character could do, as an example, because of it. Yep, or like just in general, magic and some of these other um, scenarios as well. Like obviously, obviously, your character is going to stand out a lot if if your magical character is in a world where there is no magic at all. Exactly. <laughs> So that sort so of we, like setting is can make for interesting topics as well. <laughs> it can, but if you're trying to force magic into a, into a world where there's no magic, it can also go really bad as well. Yeah. So kind of use it as a guide or use re realism as a guide because sometimes it's just not going to make any sense. Like say if you have like a vampire-like character in some sort of candy land. That's, um... That's that... a major clash. Wow. Yeah. I, would, I didn't even think about that one. <laughs> this dark, brooding character in this colorful unicorn vomit land. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. That one's kind of two extremes meeting, you know, in, right there, and it's like... Mm. Yeah, see, that's one thing I would not read. <laughs> no. Unless you can humor me with it, like it's a comedy or something, like it's meant to be stupid, then sure. 
I, I would still wouldn't even touch it because I'm not the comedy type person. <laughs> but yeah, you basically, you do what you want to do. And that kind of leads into this part. Be true to yourself. What do you like? What do you not like? You know, what do you like to see in the character that you see that is lacking in current media? That's why... To be honest, I think that the art community and a lot of these other communities actually exist because we want to see these ideas and these, you know, characters come to life to some degree. And it's like, you know, because current media lacking and the big name companies and Hollywood kind of lack a lot of inspiration, if you are talking from my point of view, to be honest. And... And of course, the other topic, the big, and it's like, when you're true to yourself as well, too, it, it really opens up ideas for all kinds of representation as well, too. Yeah. For stories that you, for parts of you that you struggle with yourself. And you're going to come across sometimes where you don't make a character that is that great. I mean, there is such a thing as a character that is not that great. But there's no such thing as a really bad character. Again, except for Edward Cullen. <laughs> I mean, I could argue that there is technically bad characters. But... Okay, yes, example. There are some bad characters, but there is no such thing as, like, the bad character. There's always char just characters that can be worked on more, you know? And as my small little message to all those big companies out there, stop making Mary Sue's for the love of God, and stop making Mary Sue's, stop making Mary Sue remakes as well, oh please. Lord, I mean, make it, a new story, God. Yeah, like I mean, it would be great if, say, for example, like they actually went to some of these creators, you know, these smaller creators, that actually just be like, you know, hey. We want to help you out or we want to endorse this as an actual story, you know, or an actual movie or something like that. That would be cool. You know, I would like to say or see like some of these like, uh, for example, like one creator that I know, um, I think their name is Archon or something, but they have this comic that they were working on called Off-White. And it was such a good comic. It was amazing. It was like the whole take on um, Norse mythology with following um, the Sun Herder and, you know, the... It, it was awesome. It, basically, I think it was a Skull was the Sun Herder. It was amazing. It, check it out. It's really cool. But anyways, we're getting off topic again. Yeah. But like, for example, I mean... Hollywood has done some interesting stories and interesting movies and stuff like that. Like, I think originally, like, the first one that I really, really, really liked because it was so different was Annihilation. <laughs> oh, God. Annihilation messed me up mentally, but one of my favorite shows, and I really hope that it keeps... that, that they're allowed to continue for Amelia's story, which kind of spoiled it for everyone, but infinity train like that is probably the most in interesting show i've seen in a while in terms of cartoons and stuff yeah holy crap <laughs> anyways, hbo getting... keeps streaming infinity train please <laughs> <laughs> anyways we're getting off topic again though <laughs> yeah, we are. all right but let's talk about the don'ts with character building oh my god 
I know the first one that is going to drive us insane. Copying or tracing. Don't do it. Holy shit. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, please don't. Yeah. Like, okay, when you're first, like, getting into art, tracing should only be, like, trying to, for you to figure out shapes and proportions and things. It should not be used as, oh, hey, I did this. Yeah, no. Like, don't no. claim it as your own. You gotta credit the source, at least. And for the love of God, people think that it's like, oh, you don't have to get the artist's permission. Yes, you do. It's their IEP, or, you know, it's their property. So you need to have permission to use it. Especially if you're trying to re- Especially if you're taking- trying to take the character itself. No, like, people well, can argue- You don't even need permission for that. I mean, don't- don't do it at all. <laughs> if you're good to yeah. take the character, don't fucking- no. <laughs> but anyways, that goes into the next thing, but keep on the topic of copying and tracing. Yeah, copying and tracing, like, it should only be used to study. That yes. is all it should be used for. And should only be used for personal use and only do it for, you know, like, don't post it, don't show it to anybody. It's for your studies only and for you to learn. And even still then, I don't fully advise it either because you have to have the person's permission anyway. Because it's just out of respect for the artist, to be honest. If you have any shred of respect or liking towards the artist, you, like... Please get their permission. And I will stress, and I cannot stress this enough, never, ever copy or trace, especially for finished works. No, 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 no. Just no, 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 no. I've seen that way too many times on DeviantArt. Granted, yes, they are, you know, artists that first start off and whatnot, but it's like still at the same time, it's still wrong doesn't mean it's right. But it's like, ah, just don't do it. First of all, you're going to get yourself into a lot of trouble with that, first of all. And it's just, ah, don't touch that can of worms. But anyways, I know something that's even worse than that. So let's get right into don't steal or reskin a character. Let's, let's not touch the stealing part yet. Let's talk about reskinning characters. Don't do that, first of all. But reskinning is essentially when you take the character's markings or design or whatever and you turn them into something else. <sighs> like, this is why inspiration is so important. Like, for example, if you like the style of the markings that someone has, like, like make your own markings, you know? Exactly. Make your own scars, make your own things, like, make it- spice it up so that it's yours, you know? Like, for example, I had- Like, change uh... the colors, even. Like, for example, I had somebody who took my... You remember Abaddon in his Wargore form? Yeah. Somebody took that and turned into, a, like, a demon bunny or something like that, and it was like, fucking Christ. Oh my god. <laughs> and they even, they even called him Abaddon as well, and it's like, dude, bro, I don't care about the name, but what the fuck? <laughs> you essentially just reskinned my character. What the hell? <laughs> Just don't do it. I mean, it's like, it's not funny. I'm laughing because it's pitiful, but I'm like, just don't do it. It's not fun and it's a pain in the ass for the actual person to deal with because it's mentally draining and not only that, but it discourages the artist as well. It's not cool getting your shit stolen. I mean, it's like, how would you like it, you know? I mean, it's... 
uh, don't touch people's copyright or you know IEP or whatever do not touch anything that has to do with that you don't want it because first of all there's legal reasons and then second of all because it's just not right and you damage the person yeah it's a dick move you damage the person by doing so and of course and now we're gonna get into the other part of this which is stealing the other person's character where you're just like hey oh this character looks cool yoink i'm gonna use it for my stuff you know like like good lord i've had that happen way too many times with my husband's character added on like remember the one time where somebody made a whole website of him i actually gave the website a horrible review because it was just like you allow this to happen seriously i actually remember that i remember i actually had to go to the website itself or the website hosts themselves and talk to them about it and holy crap Oh, not fun. But just in general, especially with stealing characters, I mean, I will actually mention this one itself because I am... Uh, okay, so I'm against doing callouts. I'm against doing, like, um, anything like that. But this person, I feel like, really deserves this to be known, to be honest. But, for example, um, I had a patron. Her name was Izumi... Midori or whatever. What's her name now? I I could care less about what her name is now, to be honest. But yeah, mood. But Izumi Bakugo or whatever is her name now, I think. And it's just oh my god. Yeah, her name is uh, Izumi Midoriya YouTube or whatever. It, she's on YouTube. She's on Twitter, and it's like. What she wound up doing was unspeakable. I Okay, so long story short with this one, and this is a the best example I can think of, but it's also really horrible what she did. Okay, so what she wound up doing is, I didn't know what she was doing in the background, and I'll get to that in a moment, but she basically found me on DAs, watched me for a long, long time, and she was actually there for when my husband actually was going through some serious issues where he was actually dying. And she knew about this. She was actually there on my Patreon for a while as well because she actually, you know, pledged to me and her husband or boyfriend or whatever also pledged to me as well. And they were really big supporters for a long while. And I thought, well, they, or at least she did, she thought that she was my friend, quotations, but I didn't actually call her friend. She and I just had a work relationship, if that makes any sense. But she was insistent about us being friends and whatnot. It, bad vibes. Anyway, so basically, I didn't find this out until later, but somebody wound up telling me and showing me screenshots of her admitting that she was using my husband's persona, Abaddon, as an alter ego for roleplay and other stuff. She was even using my art, the name, everything. And it was not fun. She was there, You. she basically was using the character for years. And she, around this time, my husband was actually really, really sick. And she was actually there for this, and she still did it. And she was still using him when he essentially, long story short, um, he, 
he had to go to the hospital for a very long time. I think it was like a month or two because he had some sort of parasite in his gut that was essentially tearing himself from the inside out. And they didn't know if he was going to make it. So, and she was there doing all this when this happened. So, yeah, just in general, she was a very scummy person. And they didn't tell me any of this. They didn't confess to it right out of the gate or anything like that. I guess she thought that it would hurt her chances to, you know, be my friend, quotations. <laughs> Just don't do it, you know. This does hurt the artist. This does actually hurt the person. Do not do this. It's not okay. And there's plenty of other times that I've had this happen to me specifically, but just don't do this. It's not okay, and I know quite a few other artists have that this happens to quite regularly. If you like the artist, the worst thing you can do is steal their character or copy or trace from them, because it hurts your relationship of ever having a work relationship or possibly even a friendship with that artist in the future. It's not okay. Anyways, your thoughts, dude. Yeah, because I think you need a moment there. Yeah, go ahead. And... And... People will often argue that it's a bit of a taboo subject as well, but it also makes things... Uh, it's, it's hard to explain, because I... And I'm knocking my knocking on wood here so that that doesn't happen to me. Knocking but... on wood. But it's like, regardless of what you do, even if you, even if you try not to do that, some some reflection of yourself is in every piece of art you make, every character you make. So to have a piece of yourself like taken away, and it's gotten so bad where even on Tumblr, there's. There's a few artists that I follow that have to put at the bottom of their every art piece that they make is don't tag as kin or me. And it's just like... And I don't, I don't really understand the kin community too much, but to the, but if it's at the point now where if it makes other people uncomfortable because you kin to someone else's character that they worked really hard on, it's it's difficult to explain like it's like you're basically saying that you're that person you're that artist that you're looking up to and it's just like part of us just want to be like just be yourself you know and mm. if you steal someone's character that's not being yourself that's taking someone else that's trying to be someone else you know yeah you're essentially trying to take their place or trying to be them and it's like that's not okay you can be yourself without being someone else or using someone else's copyright. I mean, it's not, it's not that hard. And to be honest, people would rather see you than see essentially a cop out or a copy, if that makes any sense. And like I said, it hurts the artist that you look up to, or it hurts the artist that you care about or that you love or you like or whatever. And it's like, do you really want to actually hurt that person? And they didn't do anything to you. Like, I example, I did nothing to Izumi, period. I was actually a really cool and caring person. Heck, I let her do stuff in RP that I wouldn't normally let happen. 
I made condolences for her regardless, and she still did this. And yeah, also another side note, I actually do have screenshots of all this crap that she's done. <laughs> so, <laughs> and just in general, don't do stealing. That is probably the worst thing that you can do to an artist and their property. It's not okay. And it's against the law. Actually, if I am not mistaken, hold up for a sec. Utilizing Google here. <laughs> God. There we go. Okay, so example is if somebody, like say for example, if you were to, you know, steal somebody or essentially infringe on somebody's copyright, the law provides a range, and I'm quoting this, from $200 to $150,000 for each work infringed. Infringer pays for all attorney, fee or all attorney fees and court costs, and the court can issue a injunction to stop the infringing acts. And this also, the court can see to impound of illegal works, and as well as prison time. Yikes. <laughs> yeah, needless to say, don't do it. Otherwise, you could face serious charges as well as fees and paying for essentially all of the attorney fees and court costs and as well as facing prison time. And that's if the artist goes after you. Uh, the lightest, or that's the worst thing that they can do. The lightest thing that they can do is public humiliation or public call-out. So yeah. <laughs> There's quite a few things that can happen. And you do not want to face those charges, trust me. It's not worth it. Just create your own stuff. Create your own work. It's not that hard. And then also, if you can't create anything, then buy adopts. You know, if you want your own character, just buy and adopt. Buy and adopt or commission... Buy, adopt, or commission someone. And I will stress it again. Pay your artists. Yep. <laughs> oh, yes. Don't get mad when, when people... Oh, my God, dog. Just keep going. <laughs> Don't get mad. If, if the price is too high, like, I've seen so much of that where it's like someone wants a character done and and then they see the price and they get all mad as like, well, and then they try to make excuses, which is what r slash choosing beggars is for. <laughs> r slash choosing beggars. I actually you know, had that case for a little bit. I think everyone does. I've even had it. <laughs> I've had it actually a few times, I think, now that I think about it. <laughs> Good lord. We just pay your artists, all right? But yeah. anyways, let's go into one thing, because you got this, let's say you got the story, you got your character design and everything. So let's talk about what happens if your character is too powerful, like to the point where people don't want to roleplay with you. Which is god modding. Which, it, to be honest, actually, it can work, but it's very tricky. <laughs> like, there's actually an anime out there that I actually really enjoy that actually has a character that is basically a god, and it's honestly funny. I actually really, I actually really like it. Exactly. 
but to be honest for the most part if you're just being powerful just because I mean that's not okay <laughs> I mean that's not fun I mean you do what you want to do but it's like that's not fun if you want to actually go into doing role plays or stories or anything like that then the character has no substance I mean come on no substance and also you may not find a role play partner especially if especially if no one wants to role play with you because because your character keeps killing all all the characters yeah. And then that also goes into the whole thing where it's like, you know, don't be generic either. I mean, you can, like as Miri puts it, meat and potatoes can still work, but you gotta spice it up, you know? Like with the potatoes, you can add cheese to it. Yep, or salt and pepper. Oh, I love adding garlic. <laughs> we're gonna, hold on, we're making each other hungry now. <laughs> but yes, just in general, it's like you want to spice things up, you know? Make sure everything is... Uh, or like add detail that's number one thing i'm gonna always stress is add detail 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 you know come on gotta add some of that pepper in there <laughs> yeah we went a little heavy there it's the kind of like we dipped our toes in the water got really deep underwater and then we went back to shallow water scan <laughs> yeah anyways let's go into uh character roleplay tips then all right so let's go to the first one don't force yourself to use one character for every roleplay. Sometimes a topic is just not going to work for the character that you have. Yep. And then, you know, don't be afraid to have multiple characters everywhere. Or, you know, it's there's no such thing as having too many characters. You know, but, like, for example, it's like me and my husband, between the both of us, we have, like, about 45 OCs. <laughs> We have a lot of characters, and that's not counting some of them, so it could be anywhere upwards of 50 or 60. And going back to the stealing and reskinning, of course, don't use someone else's character or art for roleplay. Yeah. Have your own images, have your own written description, or fuck, just have your own character. I know Please. I've seen, like, for example, on uh, DA or Facebook, I've seen people have groups or whatever like that where they actually post people's character or art or whatever for their roleplay and it's like come on that's not okay stop doing that and of course another one don't be afraid to say no to a roleplay and also don't force yourself into it either and also do not force roleplay either i know i had to actually block someone on da because they kept trying to force roleplay on me it was not fun <laughs> Yeah, the person turned into a stalker. <laughs> and on top of this, don't change your character to make someone else happy. Like, for example, if you have a character that's supposed to be an evil antagonist type character, don't... Like, if someone is forcing you to do, like, a redemption arc story, you don't have to do that. No. You don't have to. You really don't. And, like, don't try to, like, baby a, you know... Like, say you're in a role player or whatever like that, and it's like, don't, you know, you have a, somebody has an evil, foreboding character or whatever, like, example, I had somebody who did this to me. <laughs> Basically, I had a, uh, Clyde, for example, and then they're just like, oh, let's do a Pokemon thing, and it's like, now he has an Eevee, now he has a cute Eevee. Uh, 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 excuse me, bitch? <laughs> No. <laughs> Don't do that. I mean, it's. I'm laughing because it's pitiful, but it's like. <laughs> Why? <laughs> it just. Uh, <laughs> it just kind of takes away from the character itself. Like, you know. 
like uh, scuffs up their luster, so to speak. It's like that's not okay. In person situations, like with me, where I kind of had to change my character because uh, this is where the don't force yourself into a role play, especially if you have to change your character to make it work. No, I hate this. Was the situa- this was the situation I had because someone was afraid of monstrous, angry characters. I was like, Mah. and they wanted to role play with my boy Dexter. I was like, well, you know, eh, okay, fine. First of all, you're afraid of scary monstrous characters, but then it's like you want to, you know, RP with this monster boy. The fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Especially if they are, as I said, a, a scary antagonist type character. Like, they will not be kind with you, you know? Yeah, no, it's like, that character is... And, and I've roleplayed with Dex many times over. <laughs> I mean, he is scary. <laughs> And he's supposed to be like that. He's supposed to be like, om nom nom, you know? <laughs> he's also supposed good. to be very intimidating as well. Yes, he is. <laughs> Shush, I'm simping hard over here. Let me simp. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Chris. I need to do another Dex RP. <laughs> yeah, yes. I think for a little while we were thinking about actually possibly shipping him with Amber, but... I don't know how that went. <laughs> I I think we went the complete 180 on that plan, but regardless, we're getting off topic. Yep. <laughs> Ideas for the future for our role plays. <laughs> yes. But anyways, just in general, you know, kind of wrapping up this whole topic is when you do character creation, make sure it's your own work and make sure you're true to yourself with what you want to do. Don't steal, don't copy, don't trace, don't do any of that, because otherwise you're just going to get yourself into trouble. And you're going to have a lot of enemies because of it. Exactly. And also, with character creation, you don't have to make it like it's such a stressful thing. Like, have fun with it. Like, spice up the character. Like, what happens if this happens? What happens if that happens? Or if you're really struggling with it, just take some D- just take some Dungeons and Dragons dice and throw it. Just throw a d20 and see what happens. <laughs> yep. Either you're gonna roll a d20 or you're gonna roll a nat one. <laughs> or somewhere in between. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, just have fun with them. I mean, character creation doesn't have to be as, you know, character creation doesn't have to be as complicated as it's, you know, you might think it to be. It can be very simple, or it can be very difficult. It depends on you, to be honest. And not only that, but it could take anywhere between a few months to maybe quite a few years. I know it's taken my character, Clyde, like, what is it, five, six years now, I think? And for Abaddon, it's been well over, I want to say, 15 years for him. I mean, it is insane like the contrast between different characters can be dramatic and to be honest go through as many revisions as you need to add more details take some details away it depends on you the combinations are endless but the only thing that is holding you back is yourself and as well as your ability to create or be imaginative just keep that in mind. But anyways, final thoughts, Miri? Uh, not really anything other than, yeah, it's like, just 
have fun with creating your characters and don't be a dick really at the end of the day i couldn't agree more well anyways as for that that does wrap up our topic for today so you can find me over on Twitter, YouTube, and Patreon. On Twitter, I am known as at Arya Yeager. On YouTube and Patreon, it's just Demonic Freak. Mary, take it away. And you can find me at Rosemary Art on Instagram, Twitter, and I'm starting to delve into Tumblr. I am a complete and total caveman when it comes to that stuff, but I'm slowly getting into it. And you can also find me on Patreon at just rosemary all right and that is all for that we have for you guys today so we hope you enjoyed this episode and hope to see you all next time and remember guys a story is a winding road with many turns you never know what the road will bring next